Hey, you're listening to the Stir Crazy Podcast, episode number 66. Let me make sure that I'm not fucking that up. 66, I'm correct. And we are coming to you from the morning and not the night. So I'm going to be sober-ish. I might smoke some weed. And there's a lot of things that um, I've been thinking about, as I tend to do, None of them are important. None of them are world changing, um, but whatever, everything sucks. Mike is still gone. Um, just to let people know in case you're like secretly wondering, no, we are not having marital strife. <laughs> he just has um, something going on with work and his family and right now he's just way too busy but he has been listening and he listened to the last pod with stacy and gabe and he basically had like a laughing fit and so to talk to me about things that are not smart although we are Welcome back to the show, a favorite co-host of mine. Welcome back, Stacy. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm I'm so happy to be here. And like you said, we we are intelligent women, and one of our favorite things to do is also gossip about things that matter not. I just think that when you're smart as we are, and we're so used to knowing the answer to things and having our friends like look to us for guidance and all of that, you know, it's hashtag responsibility, hashtag I'm humbled, hashtag we are blessed. Um, but you know what? Being smart means that you have to do so much more to unwind. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. Absolutely. Decompress with the worst of the worst. TV, gossip, fun. We love it all. We've always done it. Um, <laughs> pandemic or no pandemic. I was, you just read my mind because oh, I was going to oh. say a big dynamic of our friendship for years and years now, even though we're only 25, is that mm -hmm. um, we've connected on like the big stuff. Like we've been there for the emotional stuff in one another's life, but we have always very, very unapologetically have enjoyed um, celebrity media. And although I can't think of a time that it's stupider to like pay attention to it, but in some ways it's also maybe the most important time because I don't know if anybody's uh, been paying attention for the last almost year, but shit sucks. We're like, we're like corners, like we're like squares on a computer screen most of the time to one another. Um, there's a lot of isolation and yet the hot goss, it just, we need it. It sustains Wait. us. We need it. Yeah. Solidarity in, uh, in whatever you're looking to in times of need, which are mm -hmm. always and right now, the times of need are even greater. And so solidarity in, in fun and 
celebrity and goss and it's always been that way like you said for us mm-hmm. but now I mean let's let's really do it and like get in I sincerely think of it as like an act of self-care and I and as everyone knows I go to a therapist and my therapist even said because and I'm sure you feel this way even more than me um because of how uh, stressful your day job is. I mean, you're not just like a podcasting celebrity, but, <laughs> but like my boss, my boss, my, my therapist is my boss. Uh, my therapist said during this time, we have to give ourselves permission um, to set boundaries for our self-care needs. And I think it's hard. Um, tell me what you think uh, when you're in a partnership and you're in this space with somebody. So, I mean, you and Jordan seem to get out more like since due to work responsibilities or at least him. But I mean, we've been basically with one person for a year and as much as they're lovely, like they speak different languages, they have different interest points. And, and sometimes like, but my therapist was like, don't minimize the things that are still bringing you joy right now. So she's like, if you need a day to just like watch stupid TV, lay in bed and watch stupid TV. How do you feel like about that? Absolutely. Hey, if you're going to spend hours on end watching football and shoe tube and smoking and doing all that if you dare walk in and Mm -hmm. talk about Hannah and and Kyle and Lindsay and Mm -hmm. the Hamptons I will backhand you and I say that with a wink Mm -hmm. I would never just for people who don't know me but you do your self-care absolutely I do mine yeah Totally, like um, Mike, not be, not right now because he's been so busy. But for a while, he was re uh, exploring like video games. I think. I mean, right, right, right. And I and they, you know, they talk to each other. He has that t- like they can talk. I'm actually everyone laughs if you see me record. I'm <laughs> I wear. Mike's like gamer headphones because they have this cool like like microphone thing but he does it with like Kevin Roach sometimes like you know because Kevin's a dad and he works a lot too and so and Josh Bent sometimes comes on it and so Mike sometimes I think gets defend like he thinks I I think he's like a loser for you know, regressing to that. And to that, I always look at him and say, like, hi, do you not see what I do? Like when I'm not screaming about capitalism being evil, I'm fucking We're screaming about Bravo. Screaming. Screaming. <laughs> I mean, and like, you know, how do you negotiate your anti-capitalism like viewpoints, Lauren, and then love the real housewives of Beverly Hills franchise? I do. It's decompression. It's easy. It's so easy. It's um, 
it's uh, fantastical, right? Like, you don't have to live through it. I want to watch these bitches live through it. And then we chat about it. And I don't, and I don't aspire to be them. Actually, to be quite honest, and I think they know this too. We, their popularity and the, to what you said, we watch them as an escape, but also in a sense to feel better about ourselves. Like I might not have A, B, C, D, and E, but man, I have better sense than Erica Jane, who might be in jail soon. Who knows, you know? Um, yeah, no, they, they, they caught on real quick, right? After a few seasons and they give us what I want. They, what we want, they give us the entertainment they give us fashion. They give us not fashion. They give us crazy. They give us trips, lesbianic sex, maybe allegedly. Like um, they give us marrying your step grandfather. They give us crazy. Oh my god, that <laughs> reunion this week. Mary definitely, Mary definitely stole the show. I do want to say though. I don't know if it's because it was their first reunion ever, but didn't you feel like Andy Cohen didn't do important follow-up questions? I have like to say. the when Mary said that she isn't into isn't attracted to black men. Black, yeah, interesting. Yeah, definitely. We want to know more about it. Um, I think Andy's been in the game for so long. He's so over it. He's you so think so? Oh. Talk to me about this. This is an interest. I have not heard this take. I've heard some other like takes, which we can get into about maybe Andy Cohen being somewhat of the Antichrist. Yeah, in kind of life. a dick. Mm -hmm. um, I like to play a few fun games whenever I, you know, if you watch watch what happens live or reunions. I like to play: Is Andy high or not high? So that's fun. Uh, like one of on my what favorite... kind of wait, wait, wait. On what kind of drug? Uppers, downers, oh, just, weed? Just weed. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. a he's a known uh pot smoker. I don't know. Allegedly, Kathy Griffin did say that he was into the booger sugar. Interesting. I could see it. I mean, but I could see it. I don't think it's a consistent thing. I could see it like how my, I have time. a how I have a relationship with it. Sometimes I get really drunk, and it's fun. So I'll, if somehow I can get my hands on it, sometimes I do it. Sometimes I do. So, sometimes I don't. Yeah, but it doesn't. There's a big difference between somebody. A what? What Kathy Griffin intimates. And we obviously know there's a very convoluted, complex, like unraveling of her and Anderson Cooper and the the new uh, the uh, New Year's like stuff and the fucking dumb picture that I still can't believe any like it's okay to be like stupid picture because I could as a photographer I just look at that Kathy Griffin like with the head you know the head yep. And I'm just like, I just don't think it was executed well. It looked very campy and all of that. So from a 
from a sub like a art and subjective and technical like photographer self like I look at that image and I'm like it's just so bad it looks like ketchup and whatever um but I mean we all know that conservatives nowadays will just use anything to be like see what we mean these radical people but so my long-winded point is take Kathy Griffin's uh, uh, intimated suggestion that maybe Andy Cohen does a lot of cocaine with a grain of salt or a grain of coke. <laughs> but you know maybe what I mean? To, maybe the weeds to counteract a little bit. I mean, you have to sleep at some point and it's safer than taking a benzo. But what do I know? What do I know? You know a lot. Um, there was a season of Below Deck mm -hmm. um, where it was really guys against girls. The guys were being such assholes, especially to the wonderful Kate Chastain. We um, love you, Kate. And, you know, she's, she's a hard ass and she's dry. So sometimes she might deserve a little pushback but the guys were being like really disgusting really shitty um misogynistic and just you know on their high male horses and at the reunion Andy I just remember thinking like he didn't go in not go in on them but ask them follow-up questions you know it, it was a oh, wait, it was that the year that the South African guy was highly inappropriate with Kate if you mean Ashton, the year that he yeah. was bosun, I was going to say, I was going to say <laughs> Ashton, Austin, but then again, because I consumed so much. Austin, Austin is Southern Charm. Yes. <laughs> Although I, I, did you read, speaking of um, us, you know, sharing, first of all, you can't see it. This isn't a visual medium yet, but can we talk of <laughs> quick sidebar? What are you wearing? It is fabulous. That sateen. Is that sateen? It is. Can I see the... I, I'm so taken aback by this aside. It's just a... Oh. Folks, we're potting in the Bitch. morning. It's gossip and coffee. We're in our PJs. Oh, my God. But hers Lauren, are so... Lauren's has a floral a gorgeous floral head scarf wrap Shane has this barbershop a uh, do rag <laughs> it looks like like a floral print traditional bandana look you guys are so good of, about representing our friends and like hometown Same local for local local <laughs> don't want to move back there but i will always have love and big up the 650 which used to be 415 415 baby 415. Yeah. um but your and stacy is wearing this ralph lauren i should have known number her hair is perfectly parted in the middle she looks like a ray of sunshine and if i was a lesbian Yes, I would holler. Yes, Likewise. I would. Right back at you. Love knowing that. That just might have made my day. Um, Austin, <laughs> so, so did you hear about Winter House? Oh, okay. I heard Winter House is, because there's always crossovers, right? The people from 
Southern Charm, Visit the Hamptons, etc. So didn't, Austin didn't Shep, Craig like hook up? Was it Craig or was it Shep that hooked up with someone on Summer House? Because I remember them talking because I've watched Southern Charm for a long time. And I feel like on what Watch What Happens Live, there was questioning about if one of I, them got with, I think it was Craig. I think it was Craig too, but I can't remember the girl, but I do remember Sheena from Vanderpump Rules and oh. Carl from Summer House have, um, you know, sheepishly denied their little hookup. And so they obviously have. Why would she deny? I got to say, Carl, this is going to sound so bad. And now that I'm like going back to previous seasons, I understand why he's doing it. But I'm going to just put it out there. Sober Carl is not doing it for me. And again, I'm speaking purely from an entertainment, entertainment standpoint. I yeah. always will support sobriety if somebody thinks that they ha have a, it sounds like Carl's kind of at the beginning, like he either needs a break, which I think is healthy. Um, or he might have a deeper issue, whatever the case, uh, as a human being and as somebody who has had relationships with people with true substance abuse issues, I would like the listeners to know, supremely supportive of him making a decision, especially on an a show that you know these shows starting from the blueprint of um real world the og the production they knew alcohol attractive people in isolation oh, equals rating and it so um on one hand shout to carl because I'm sure there was trepidation being like, I'm trying to kind of like sort through whatever it is, like how, if it's deep or if it's kind of like, I need some time off from my relationship to substances, but flipping on over again to the consumer of, of reality television for the purpose of, getting out of my head in entertainment, Carl Sober is not quite doing it for me this season. Whereas Carl, old Carl raging is chef kiss. And also he's hot as fuck. So Tina, why would you not say I fuck that guy? I would fuck that guy. <laughs> I think I'm... Even in his hands, yeah. like tight white jeans, I would still do it. I've been to the Hamptons. It's not, it's not my like outward like cup of tea, but let me tell you, it's miles and miles and miles of Long Island, and it's just attractive. Wealth is like an understatement. Like it's. It's, again, it's gross, but it's also, it's why we go to LA for a few days. 
Yeah. It's an experience, definitely. You know, I mean, and Carl is hot as hell. Sober Carl can clean. He can take care of the food and the meals. That might be about it. But it's nice. His mom at the beginning of this season got married. Married. That was cute. He was so his parents got divorced just a few years ago. Which she says was a big part of it. He was torn. I mean, torn up about it is an understatement. And he was worried about his mom. Um, His brother also has substance abuse. So um, it might be a real thing. So, yeah, the concern was overwhelming i'm sure and then working out his own shit so seeing his mom get married i'm sure helped um mm-hmm. let's just say so far the first few episodes of summer house um mvp thank god for Lindsay hubbard aka hub house she is now listen she's she says Lindsay. Oh, yes yes okay is. yes yes she's yes always yes, yes. speak this- your truth beloved i need yes <laughs> This is not new. Lindsay has been a staple for since day one of Summer House. Staple, a satanic presence, whatever you'd uh, like to call it. She's giving us uh, giving us a lot. She's giving us intense anger over sandwiches. She's giving us relationship ups and downs. Um, She's giving us looks always. She's giving us boobs and body. She's gorgeous. It's just, again, we need this fun. So thank God for Lindsay. Thank you for your, thank you for you, Lindsay Hubbard. Okay. (laughs) I stunned you into silence. I am not five shots deep. It's a Saturday morning, so I can have a thoughtful response to this. Lindsay Hubbard, aka Hubs, is one of the most insanely out of touch. Um, wait, 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 on this in one of the uh, okay, yeah, confessionals me- or whatever, she says to the camera so sincerely, I am such an empathetic person right <laughs> i know i know um Lindsay, babe <laughs> let's babe. speak let's speak from the heart Lindsay, i too used to have a really really i mean it still lives inside of me but i too was a demonic presence on a daily basis. <laughs> um, I'm talking from a young age to late twenties. We'll say I, I, I'm being completely honest. Maybe one of the reasons I can't stand Lindsay is because it's shining a mirror to the parts of my personality that I'm not the most proud of. I feel though where we're different. I'm just speaking in terms of the getting in each, like 
she reminds me of myself when I used to have just like, I couldn't just let things go. Oh. I had to, I had to start a fight. She so needs again, a fight all the time. She needs so again, it. It is with self-reflection about negative aspects of my personality. I can safely say, Lindsay, please, if you do not have a therapist, please go to one. And um, going back, like, so going backwards while also watching the present season. Seeing what happened with Carl, um, I mean, he had a point to play in it too, because as he admitted, he doesn't want to be the bad guy. And he's one of those like people that drive me crazy where they won't end something because they don't want people, which is to, going back to Carl's substance abuse. That is very, um, codependence and people that have been around trauma or alcoholism or drug abuse or have these issues themselves, a lot of them do those actions like Carl does. So I'm not saying Carl wasn't complicit, but again, I think this is also, and when we, when we go into Hannah and Luke specifically, Carl and Lindsay's situation, also there was, at least they were really doing it and like they were kind of like, really like hooking up and shit. And like, they were seeing, like they were hanging during the weeks. So was Hannah and Luke question mark. We'll, we'll get more into that, but. But in the same regards, the zero to 60, like emotional, like oh response Lindsay, from Lindsay to Carl. Lindsay is a freaking race car like a mint condition she will go from sleeping to raging in two seconds and you also it is yes. it is it is so I relate to her mm -hmm. emotional issues because I have similar ones that I have done a lot of work to to improve upon but the where we diverge and also maybe this goes to the Hannah and Luke thing in terms of romantic things, I feel, and you can give me honest feedback, I feel like I, A, I prefer not to show, back in my dating days, I, I didn't enjoy showing people that I was into them for most of my interact, whether it was casualer or whether it was like, really like dating somebody like I wanted to be more aloof my fear always back in my dating days was coming off like Lindsay and Anna we'll get to it and you're being videotaped fam like I'm gonna watch this over and over again stoned for years to come years you know like Lindsay doesn't think what she doesn't think she's combative. Oh, Lindsay, you are combative. She doesn't think she is. Um, you have not yet seen the first couple seasons that spans her years long relationship with Everett. No, but yeah, but I've I, seen the I've seen the clip where she goes, 
and a guy likes me. And I'm going to like something like they're at a dinner. I'm going to go fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, okay. You've got, I mean, I guess I have to to take that journey. Yeah. If it doesn't uh, bother you too much for reminding you of personal way past young experiences, I highly recommend it. No, but Um, that's what I'm saying. Like it's only the, the, the flashing on people thing that I connect with, but her game with dudes, I, not to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. I knew how to drive men to be nuts like that. <laughs> I don't want to be nuts. I don't want to be, I never wanted to be that person. That's like my, like, you know, how talk about like deep insecurities that keep you up in the middle of the night. Mm. I used to have deep, like the worst, I would, if I had an emotional, like emotional breakdown with somebody I was dating or I really liked back in the day, I would stay up all night being like, oh my God, I can't believe I like told them I liked them. I used to have a thing, like I never wanted to tell someone I liked them first. Yeah. Did you? What about you? Were you like, uh, I feel like you're also kind of that way. Like you're like, oh my God, like. I feel like in your dating life, you wanted them to be like, spell it out. So it validated. Oh, hands you know. down. So it was a sure thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. remember, oh gosh, when, well, like we were, we'll get to Hannah as yeah. well. Um, okay. Part of it that makes us cringe so much is like, sure, we did the same shit. But when we were like 15 and 16, it's really immature uh, and juvenile. Yeah. So then I think back to my poor boyfriend, like when we were really young, those poor guys. No, I definitely loved, a, I created and made a push and pull fight with them, but mm-hmm. it was only to get like the validation and the revalidation. Cause I didn't want to be the one to say like, yeah, I like, I like you. you. Oh. No. oh, those poor guys. Oh. oh, I was a nightmare when I was younger. I mean, I'm, listen, I, I am a self-aware we're older, we're very wise now. Um, so, you know, there are moments of- nice- No, 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 we were always wise. We were just hormonal. Oh, kind. We yeah. were, hormones, I would argue, for both of us, might have been the only, the only negative thing. <laughs> I mean, Everything's gotten better with age. I mean, it yeah. gets better later, yeah. says Bevy, Bevy Smith. Oh, queen. Oh, and saying I love you first. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, thank you. Happy birthday to Chelsea Peretti, our goddess. Happy birthday, Rihanna. Ooh-hoo! Happy birthday, Charles Barkley, my true husband. I love you so much. All okay. these people were born on the same day. Beautiful. Okay, so um, real quick wrap up on Lindsay. Her mom left her when she was really young. She's well aware. Um, I think that it spoken, fucked her up. <laughs> uh, kind of, right? Yeah. I think they've spoken like four times throughout her older adulthood. And another reason, go back and watch the early seasons because she calls her at one point. That um, might be what I do today. 
Maybe yeah. I'll get started. Yeah, at one. she calls her, and I think it's on her birthday. And she, I think she's reminding her, like, "Hey, it's my birthday. They haven't talked in years." And mm-hmm. I, I think it goes mildly. Um, so I don't know. I just think Lindsay's not so disgusting that I hate watching her because I hate watching a lot of people. Um, okay, give me your top five people you hate to watch. Oh, God, on Summer House. Or just like in reality. But if you want to make it summer house centric, go ahead. Whatever is easiest for you on the top of your head. All right, let's let's go into Hannah. I have to think about it. It's complex. Love, love her. But she's Hannah, Hannah, I do not. There's a difference between thinking someone is disgusting and hating to watch them versus like cringy and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Hannah, I so, okay. love her. Is it easier to say like, who's a top five, like cringe reality star for you? Kyle Richards. <laughs> I got you with that one. Bethany Frankel. Still love her necessary to the conversation of entertaining reality television yes thank you thank you much like much like much like Lindsay, some of the things the double standard talk that comes out of bethany frankel's mouth is absolutely insane when she calls people bad friends or nobody's under nobody's had it as hard as her nobody's done it as well as her like but then I don't I'm a girl's girl I'm a girl's girl no honey before he passed you were dating a still married man and who has a family and then you showed up uninvited to his funeral now Yes, you had a relationship with him. Not my, it's not my place to like judge like the dynamics of it. And I understand you wanted to pay your respects, but I also, um, you know, from what little of, you know, morality and uh, kind of like, social graces my mom like that my mom like drilled into me things like funerals especially if you are not specifically asked to attend something actually my understanding according to like page six or whatever she was specifically asked not to attend oh gosh and then she attended and of course made it called the paparazzi to photograph her. And in my Alice, like the voice of Alice, that's my mom in my head, my mom would be like, that's trash. Not about it. Even in death, she has to make the death all about her. And then that became, and then that became a talking point. It's like, other people, Carolyn, who I loved and I still like, I can't believe 
Beth Bethany obviously froze her out. You know, like what's the yeah. real tea there? Um, Dorinda, plenty of people have gone through loss and adversity. And did you hear she's still not officially divorced from Jason Hoppy? No, this is the decades long divorce. I mean, I thought my parents separation, the divorce took, my parents were separated for like 15 years before they married for 25 and like, or it might've been like 10. They were separated for like 10 years before amicably, very amicably like mediating and, they had, and they had stuff yeah. to do. <laughs> but you would, but I think there must have not been a prenup and she just doesn't want him to get her money, which I get her millions. I can understand that. I mean, where she is now compared to, I think when they were married early days of uh, real housewives of New York, which I think not a lot of people like remember anymore is she was kind of faking it. Didn't she say one season, fake it till you make it like, she wasn't on the, the same whole, wealth, like wealth. The whole um, first season or two is her. Remember her little display in the grocery store, and she's standing there with like yeah. one skinny girl tablecloth over the little card table and like twenty products, and that was it. It was yeah, very big, like Draker's vibes. Like, yeah, oh very, gosh. very Draker's. Like very Draker's. Hey. So let me hey. revise my. I love Bethany. It's a kind of love where I need her on my TV. That's what I mean. Some people I actually love, 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 like the person mm -hmm. or personality, let's say, need her on our TV. But isn't it interesting, which is like the proof of the um, reality TV like experiment, her talk show and her podcast that she did for a hot second was not interesting. No, she needs to be with a cast. Everyone thinks she's this like dynamic person, quick-witted. I argue that when all of it is on her and she doesn't have other color, like you just said, other colorful um, personalities to bounce off of. Hated it. Call back. <laughs> hated it oh well um, no callback since it never got well it got posted but anyways tragedy. let's just say um i would again because we need escape we need fun yeah if anybody ever would like to debate the validity the truth the absolute knowledge that new york housewives is and will always be the best city and version of housewives on the face of the planet Please call me because, yes, I work, but I also need some fun in my life. It's a pandemic. Let's fight. It is. I don't know if it's because my family's from New York and I have relatives that are like these, that like these women um, and run in those sort of circles. Does it turn you on or turn you off? It's the best. It's life. Hey, we've been to New York together. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. First of all, the fashion is the only, I think it's one of the only or few um, truly fashion, like the fashion is good. 
high and low. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Again, Carol, I miss you. Radswell, I totally loved her. Her fucking boho downtown vibe. But yet, hi, she dated JFK Jr. She was very interesting, though. She and she had her own career. She she's a she was a journalist, and then she's like a a a writer. Like she's very cool. And Lee Radswell was her fucking mother in law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, is like American royalty in since itself. Since we're on, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a recent book in the last few years about Jackie and Lee. Fantastic. I'll have to get the name. Can't put it, couldn't put it down. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Back on subject. Speaking of people that, oh, I can't hate her yet because must have on TV, but so cringy. Ramona. Uh, She's so uncomfortable yet unbelievable to watch. I I think especially with, you know, especially the last year or two with um, knowing that she's things- a Trump, like a <laughs> thank you, like literally, she got COVID going down to P- Palm Beach and possibly. I think she has been seen recently at Mar a Lago. Um, yeah, no, even before it was latent that you know, whereas Sonia is so fun, like she's like. Donald for blah 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 blah, but she's not like let me suck Don. Like last season or whatever, they went to that party and and Sonia's just like, oh fuck this place, and like Ramona's like trying to wheel and deal with all these like stupid like Republican donor. Um, okay, thank you. Let me know. Yeah. Sorry if my mic's been cutting out, but I gesticulate a lot. Can you hear me now? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Just making yeah. Sure. Well, we're, we're, we're getting excited. Yes. So um, what I was saying is that even before, even before we knew blatantly, blatantly that she Where she was, stood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was always obnoxious, but she also is so entertaining. Oh, and yeah, definitely amazing. Kelly Ben, actually, I don't, I don't dislike Kelly Ben Simone. I, I know she's a nutcase, but I think she's perfect, and yeah, I wish she was still slight, on it. Slightly tragic, um, but entertaining. Running in traffic is oh still. God. I, I love using that. Jeff, gif whatever okay we have to get back to summer house because yes. it's so entertaining and okay yeah for, for the purpose that it serves i mm-hmm. think even more than housewives just to be so stupid and fluffy and fun um it is what it is it's what we need we it's what we love but um i I really want to fixate now. Let's let's move to Lindsay, or not Lindsay, Hannah and Luke. Dun, dun, dun. And I think we should start this conversation by Stacy. Could you please read 
Hannah's latest um, post, including caption on the gram of Insta. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Hannah's quote begins, or her tweet. Yeah, sex is cool, but have you ever gotten out of a toxic situationship? Mm. Here's her. Here's her thoughts. This last week, I've gotten so many vulnerable messages from people who have shared their stories of dealing with love bombing, gaslighting, lying, and narcissism. This happens at an alarming rate to women who are strong, smart, and talented. Oh, God, I already have thoughts. I know. It's, <laughs> it's not your fault, and it is extremely difficult to get out of, especially when you're highly empathetic. So I just want to say, pat yourself on the back and never look back. Oh, okay. Now I'm familiar with gaslighting, um, but I'm, as we're talking, I am going to do a Google love. Did she say love bombing, like bombing Baghdad? Yep. Which by the way, let's get the fuck out of the Middle East. Okay. Love bombing. Let me read you a definition. Love bombing, 10 signs of over-the-top love. I'm not going to read the... Okay. Um, They lavish you with gifts. Love bombing often involves over-the-top gestures, such as sending you inappropriate gifts to your job, dozens of bouquets instead of one, for example, or buying expensive plane tickets for a vacation and not taking no for an answer. All of this can seem harmless enough, but the point is to manipulate you into thinking you owe them something. Okay, mm. so that's something. They can't stop complimenting you. Um, we all crave admiration, but constant praise can make your head spin. If someone's f- expressing their undying love after just a short amount of time, it's a potential red flag that their feelings aren't genuine. Um, I love everything about you. I've never met anyone as perfect as you. You're the only person I want to spend time with are um, examples of love bombing. They bombard you with phone calls and texts. They call, text, and message you over social media 24-7. While being in constant communication is normal when you're first dating, it's a red flag if the communication feels one-sided and becomes increasingly overwhelming. Take note if they begin texting you early in the morning and every hour on the hour. I go. Um, they, oh. want, they want your undivided attention. When your focus isn't on, okay, this one, I'm, I'm just making checklists, like notes to myself. This one is funny. And this whole thing is funny because I'm going to argue in a few minutes that this sounds like Hannah. They want your undivided attention. When your focus isn't on the other person, they might become angry. This can look like pouting when you're on the phone with friends or refusing to leave after you say you have to be at work early the next day. They try to convince you that you're soulmates, telling you that they dream that God told them who the fuck says that. Uh, told them you should, you two should marry as a manipulation tactic. If what they say sounds right out of a film, take heed, Westbrook notes. Hollywood is great for entertainment, but true love and relationships don't look like the movies. 
some other things they might say, we were born to be together. It's fate that we met. You understand me more than anyone. We're soulmates. They want commitment and they want it now. A love bomber might pressure you into rushing things and making big plans for the future. They'll mention things like marriage or moving in together when you've only known each other a short while. The things to try to keep in mind, according to Westbrook, is that real relationships take time to develop. Very unlikely, the person really can love you more than anything in the world in two weeks. They get upset when you place boundaries. When you tell someone to slow down, they'll continue to try to manipulate you get what they want. Some, someone who legitimately cares, on the other hand, will respect your wishes and back off. They're overly needy. You're overwhelmed by their intensity. You feel unbalanced. And the, the bottom line, if you're in the early stages of a relationship and everything feels like it's happening too soon, check in with your gut. Remember, falling in love should be savored, not rushed. Huh. And if you add partner also asks you for one of your ribs to eat, that would be Army Hammer. I mean. Describes him perfectly. So I'm just trying to, okay. I understand what a situationship is. That means like it's undefined. It might be early stages. It might be more on the casual side. Okay. I've been in those, I'm sure you've been in those back in your day. With somebody who shit their pants at a restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, here's the thing. In my situationships, there was actual dates, like, I was taken on actual dates. So it was more than just fuck buddying. It was like dating. Um, but with like a lot of sometimes vague boundaries. But uh, there's dates. There was normal progression of intimacy. There was a frequency. Like you go on dates or hang out multiple times a week and including in that making out and eventually at whatever point consensually like having sex. How is Hannah and Luke from our understanding of what they've been the last Two seasons? Three seasons? Yeah, two. Okay. My first question to you, is that a situationship? I think they have situationship light. Okay, so go into that. I like that. When he first, and I, I am going to argue both sides, so mm -hmm. I'm not. Um, no, I have some, I have some, un, like, you got to hear both sides' opinions. Yeah, yeah. Sides. I think both of them are complicit yeah thank you yeah um yeah when he first entered the house hannah was i mean he's gorgeous he's really she, hot he was smitten um and it just took her flirting with him a little bit and listen hannah is a gorgeous 
hilarious, smart, fun, fun, fun. super fun. Mm-hmm. I think she's great. Um, like you get it. You get why someone would adore her and want to hit. She's got a tight little body. She's bubbly. She's hands down the most interesting female in that house. She's had life experience. She yeah. was almost a pro tennis player. Like yeah, which I love that tennis. part of. I love that part of her. Yeah, she's lived yeah. right. She's also a good time gal, and mm-hmm. you know, just in a, a very fun way. Yeah. Um, it took her flirting with him just a little bit, and him getting to know her just a little bit. He was hooked. Okay, I um, will agree. It was him seeming more first, like yes, really whenever, into her. Whenever they had house parties. Um, if Hannah was talking to sometimes her at the time boyfriend, Luke would still see that guy, Armando or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That too. I have questions. Was that her boyfriend? I feel like Armando was Armando was more of a situationship heavy than Luke. Well, Armand. Go on. Go. Yeah. They actually went on on dates. Yeah. Okay. Situationship. Dating. Yeah. Dating. Casually dating. Whatever the fuck the kids call it nowadays. Can't keep up. Um, Can't keep up either. So let's say Hannah was talking to Armand. Luke Mm -hmm. cuts in. Hey guys, what's going on? Let's say Hannah's talking to just flirting with a, a random who she doesn't know. Luke makes a beeline and comes over. Um, a couple he times. He would hang out with Luke at house parties that Armand or Armando or whatever his name was came to the Hamptons. Right. And when she yeah. wasn't, Luke would find her. That's true. And like physically and verbally cut in. Um, there were also a couple times that the house was having family dinner one night or something. And Luke's like, can I talk to you? Cause he knows, cause the house is starting to catch on, right? Starting to see like, dude, you're roping Hannah in, but you're not actually committing. Mm-hmm. So he would start to pull her away from the group. This is what reminds me of that love bombing. Let's mm. go for a walk. And they would go sit on the tennis courts or whatever. And he would say like, can I just have a kiss? And she's like, but dude, you know, it's been a while. And like, even our friends are noticing, like, you're not giving me commitment, even though I really like you and I know you like me. And he said, yeah, but let's just make out. And then of course, Hannah looks at that gorgeous face and caves and makes out with him. But there were moments, I won't say he was pursuing her, but in last season or last year, whenever that was, where he was definitely giving it situationship light, calling her every, they live in the same fucking house and he's texting her every morning and night or calling her, I forget, um, wanting to hang out all the time. And light physical. Oh, they hooked up a few times. They never slept together, but they hooked up a few times. Right. But by hooking up, like, in my opinion, to the severity that she gets, um, especially the episode this past week. Okay, well, that comes after because this was last year. Right. Now this whole year in quarantine. Yeah, I wonder if because of COVID and 
isolation and I don't know what to say. Yes. After but, this year. But yes. she was really, she, A, she, this, every episode this season, but in still in now um, going backwards, I will say in the earlier seasons, every conversation practically Hannah is having on camera in previous seasons is also always about Luke in a very, it reminds me of high school, like where you get a crush on somebody. On one hand, you're like, I get it. It's sweet when I, it's, it's weird. Like, even though like, I love my, I love my husband, but I don't like, I don't like, I feel like I don't like, like obsessively just like make every conversation about Mike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, but she's got that very oh, like, juvenile, so like every conversation with all the girls in the house and, and everything is like, I mean, what's going on with Luke? Like yeah. Luke, 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 Luke. So past, the tide, tide certainly shifted. Like mm-hmm. after, after you've not seen each other for a full year, but this dude is calling her every. They talk every single day. But but they Hannah, say they have only the farthest they have gone is oral sex. Right, and that was that was not before, nothing. Hey. Yeah, that was before quarantine yeah. where I think he genuinely liked, liked her. Liked, and, liked her. Yes, yeah. yes. And he's chasing her at the parties and blah, blah, mm. blah. Then lockdown happens. Mm. You talk every day and that's it. This is where, Hannah, you talk about being a smart woman. And she is genuinely a smart woman. But girl, I love you and I say it with love. And I have done this before too, but I'll be at 20... 20 years ago, but girl, you are being dumb as fuck. You are carrying the torch from a year, a year and a half ago. All you've done is talk to this dude during lockdown for a full fucking year. Mm -hmm. And yes, now we're at this season. And now this season, I'm saying, Hannah, you look dumb. You are acting dumb. This guy has not given you any reason anymore to show that he's actually interested in you. You you can't or interested live- enough, I guess. I think interested. Uh, and I think I think he's definitely playing it up. Yeah, I think I think he really. Now, okay, so like thinking back to this week, um. Hannah, I like you so much. You are a really strong woman. You're interesting. You're cool. We as women know what you are doing to, let's face it. It's not that girl Ciara's fault. Ciara, right? Um, Although she said, I heard about you. You know, Luke did the typical guy thing where they talk to the talk to a girl and they're like yeah like 
this girl, you know, we're friends, but she's totally into me. We've all experienced that one. Have and oh my God. let me tell you, men, if you're listening to this, it's wild disrespectful to do shit like that. Like, stop making us like it's okay to like either move on or be confused about what you want, but stop doing that like wild, weird thing where guys tend to always be like this girl is obsessed with me when it's, I mean, Hannah, you looked that way the other day and that's why it's so (laughs) disappointing. But like, I'm just speaking in general, men do tend to utilize that, that strategy. And what, with that said, conversely, Hannah used another, I'll give it a call high school, college age um, strategy that women do where you ingratiate yourself with your competition. Like you get to know your competition. Those are and then to kind of like, A, get information out of them, which is none of your damn fucking business, Hannah. (laughs) And then also then talk about like a love bombing or, or bombing. So you, 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 Huddle up to this new like girl who it's not, she is an innocent bystander. She thinks she's coming to this house with somebody that she's dating. And then Hannah, like sickly sweet at times, one-on-one, close the door. So what's going on with you? Ah, so cringy. It so reminds me of like high school slash like maybe like t- early 20s. Like I've tried not to do that, but I've probably done it at some point. We've all like, you know, or I've had it done to me by girls that. Um, yeah, I think, I think we've been were on threatened. Yeah. Um, so then Hannah, you are not being a a strong woman and you were actually being kind of anti-woman by that shit that you were pulling because you were using this girl for info and then after like pretending you like this girl so much and partying with her and going out of your way to like buddy buddy pal around then you take her and Luke and sit them down and like dump this like emotional silicone soliloquy on them about what your um, opinion on the status of what has transpired between you and Luke. And, and I'm just like, am I missing something behind the scenes? Um, because the amount of emotion fell the other night. Yeah. And kind of all the time by Hannah, like in retro in regards to Luke, like you would think that they've had this like passionate, like like really intimate, um, yeah, like emotionally intimate. I can see like you can be like emotionally close to somebody and feel like you've fallen in love with not just them physically, but like their personality, yeah. which is so- exactly where she ran with it. But if you haven't been real, real intimate with him, like 
if he's not piping you down like all the time, it's not the oxytocin talking. So <laughs> what was that? I think that's where the lockdown really could have snapped it into focus for her real quickly. Like, I do think he dropped a few little crumbs, you know, uh, last year or last season, you know, when they hooked up a little bit and this and that dropped a few crumb, enough crumbs to just keep her, keep her, um, coming along. And, but when they were not together, hanging out, blah, blah, during lockdown, should have yeah. come into should have come into focus real quick for her, and she should have said, "Holy shit, we're not actually we've never actually been physically together." Not that sex is the end all be all, but it is no. very it can be very uniting. No, yeah, and, okay, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're yeah. being intimate with someone and being intimate with them on a consistent basis then yeah, that can, that can confuse the game. Absolutely. But that, because you're oxytocin, you're bodily bottle. Yeah. Like you, Explodes. you were good at biology. You know what I'm fucking <laughs> saying? Like, yes. Which is why I would hope and want, cause I think Hannah's great. That the, again, the lockdown, you know, being away from him, letting that all simmer down, that she would have, could have, whatever, seen, oh, shit, he's not giving me shit. Wait, I just remembered. And I know Hannah yes. wasn't, wasn't privy to this until this current season started airing, but the first episode or something last week, I almost died. I mean, listen, Luke said what we knew he was thinking the whole time, but to hear it, my heart got so sad. He said to the camera, it was in that private interview, mm -hmm. um, look, Hannah's a beautiful girl inside, but Ciara's a beautiful girl inside and out. I was like, damn it. We, we all know you've been thinking this the whole time, Luke. We know you. We got your number. From the minute we saw you on camera, we know who the fuck you are, okay? We've been around the block. But damn it, did you have to fucking say that? That made me sad. I do remember that despite being like supremely stoned <laughs> and I, I totally had a similar reaction. And also it, it, despite being super stoned, it made my blood boil because it also shows his lack of emotional uh, range at least at this time in his life all right let's move on to luke yes yeah his emotional like you know i love how he's on one hand he's a midwestern boy and then he's he became a model but then you know me as an artist myself i was a the sucker jewelry. for somebody who who which especially like jewelry making is kind of in social construct of our, you know, society. It's thought of as kind of an effeminate, um, a man making jewelry, but sure. there's, but there's so much rusticness to his process. And I just, I, I, I'm a sucker for artists because I feel like if you have the passion to create something that comes from your mind. I know how that feels like to see 
something like while I'm walking down the street and being like, that's like a moment I need to capture. Like I, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very powerful thing. So I know Luke, you got it in there, buddy. Like you have the capacity to be a deep dude, but then what's your story? Morning glory. Like, why are you still home? Let me see how, what's his last name? I'm going to Google. Um, it starts with a G gold, Goldberson, something like that. Listen, his, his hotness has let him and I think this is true um, societally. Mm. His hotness has let him get away with so fucking much. But like you said, there's that quality in there that he's got some real substance. But yes. at the same time, nobody's forcing him to put a ring on it. No. He, he never said to Hannah, okay, wait, well, we'll get into that. I Let's mean, get his story first. Yeah, so let me see. I'm trying to find his birth date on one of these famous birthdays. Ah, he's a Capricorn. That's yeah. What is that? What does that mean? He should be more stable. I don't know what his moon sign is. Uh yeah. He should but, be more stable. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's born the day after. He has Rita's birthday, December 26th. Hey. That's interesting. He's 37. Okay, he's 37 years old. Luke, buddy. But remember, model, has traveled the world, makes his own product. I mean, he's, he's not really beholden to a nine-to-five, a boss, a... He's got to have his moon sign has got to be air because mm-hmm. the way he has some Gemini kind of, <laughs> he has some, can't you see like the kind of like the way he fluidly can like go between all this stuff. He's got a little polarity to him for, for sure. Um, Okay, so we find out in this new season, this this girl that he's dating and he brings to the house, Sarah, this like do- like a med student slash model and totally gorgeous, um, this beautiful black girl. Lovely. Really smart, really cool, down to party too. And- Yeah, she seems we- real cool. We find out, so this is, this is interesting. We found, find out she's gone to Minnesota. She's met Luke's family over a year ago, right? Right. So in my mind, and she kind of gets presented this information by Paige. Say that again. Wasn't. Was it Paige or was it Lindsay who told Hannah first? She's like met his parents. Like she's oh, Paige. Paige is a great investigator and bone oh collector. They, she is a bone her, collector. It's yes. her little Italian spunk coming out. Paige is great. Paige was at the pool and straight up, she's like, "So, what's the story?" To um, wait, wait, yeah. clarification. Paige is great. 
except in her own relationship, which I guess we can all relate to that. She's 26 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, so Paige finds out, yeah, and she's like, yeah, we we dated in the past. And then, you know, things happen, like we got busy. But yeah, like I, 2018, I think she had pictures. She had, Ciara had the receipts. 2018, she went to Minnesota to meet his family, hang out Those for like a week. editors are so great. Yeah, that's, that's funny. So in 2018, Hannah obviously knew Luke. They were already... They figured that's when they were talking, right? Right. So Hannah gets presented with this information and it takes her her shit to a next level where this confrontation takes place. And if I'm that girl, Sierra, I'm like, A, I would have just like been like, I'm going to walk away from this. This isn't my... You're, I didn't lie to you, Hannah, you know, like I would have just walked away, but be like, this is not between us. And also what was crazier is before this, all three of them talking, Hannah and, and Luke had a one-on-one and she already got the shit out. So then it felt a little extreme and a little excessive to then have the three person conversation What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. She's beating a dead horse. But a recurring theme on Summer House is to have talks with people. There are a lot of talks. You're in a house. Whether it's close to the group or whether you go far away from the group for a one-on-one. But they're Mm -hmm. all about, can I have a talk with you? Which is great, right, for communication. We love love communication. Communication and entertainment purposes. But like you're saying, she's beating a dead horse. She should have realized last year when in quarantine that this guy's just fucking around with you at this point. And she didn't. And she's holding on so, so tight to this. And that's where, Hannah, you are a smart woman. You preach about being smart, but no. And yet roping, I think she keeps Sierra or Sierra around, um, because I think she wants to rope her in to be on her side, right? To to get strength in numbers so they can gang up against Luke. Like, wait, you were targeting. And it kind of was working. It was kind of working. And it almost like made me mad at her, at Hannah, because like fight your own fight. That's Sierra didn't do anything. She did not do anything. And yes, like I've admitted, like you've admitted, when we were younger, hormonally aided, you can talk yourself into the other person's your oh enemy. Oh my gosh. Right? I, I mean, I've I done would, it. I've done I, it. I would have done I've this. Done I it. have done this hands down. But like you said, we're we're in the throes of puberty and hormones I mean we're 17 or whatever not exactly I don't know I did that about um as as you know uh when I was still in high school I had a boyfriend that was already in college in a different state and um I he my my boyfriend at the time he 
kind of like the Luke thing. He told me about a girl that he had gone to high school. He had gone to a dance with once who he did the, oh, she is obsessed with me. You know, she made a fool of herself when I agreed to go to the dance with her. She got so drunk and tried to like throw herself, you know, and my juvenile hormonal mind ah. and the demon that was not just living inside of me at the time, but was awake and ready to pounce. Alive and well. <laughs> I became obsessed with getting, she was one year older than us when I found this information out. She was a senior, I was a junior. And I, thanks to AOL, I mean, I went out of my way to like, even though she was a, no shade, but shade, she was like a dork. I'm a dork, but I'm like a hidden dork. Like I'm a big, big dork, but like I present cool. She was like, like spent, spent lunches in Mr. Tong's room on purpose. Kind of dork. Okay. Um, Mr. Tong's got a lot of mentions on this here show. Love Mr. Tong. Thank you for letting me cut school. I think it's cool with him to go to La Combre a few times. But anyway, uh. only when we got to senior year, he was a lot more uh, understanding about it. But yeah, so like I like Shannon, her name was Shannon. And I like, hey, girl, like, and uh, you, I'm telling you, I'm going to type her last name and the thing. And you're going to be like, Dr. Blit. <laughs> Say what? No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's see if there's any of her on the internet. She might be married now. And so what was it about? Well, it was the, the massaging the truth. It was, it was not even, I think this is, wow. Uh, let's see if there's any better pictures of her. Um, it, yeah, it, it was, like I said, it, it, when I'm discussing it now is almost like, I mean, I, I say this to say like, I'm embarrassing. I was embarrassing carrying on how I did because Likewise. she had no relationship <laughs> other than her having a crush on him. And yes, they, he went to a dance with her. Um, and Wait, I forget. I'm sorry. Were you guys together? When he went to a dance with her? Uh -huh. No, no, we were just still friends at the time. Okay, good to know. Right, so, so again, I'm raising my hand. I'm coming to the red table and I'm saying, that I was a total fucking Hannah Burner. I was an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I became friends with her. I didn't disclose to her that I, by that time, I was um, in a relationship with this person. And I was like trying to get her to like, partially I was like, this person I used to be involved with why is he telling me that she's obsessed with him? So I wanted to like um, see if that was the case. She liked him. Um, 
but like I just I I went out of my like I and I'm embarrassed like yeah why was I doing blues clues with this fucking nerd like <laughs> I should have had enough like like why did it why did it threaten me so much that somebody yeah. really liked? Maybe it's because I already knew that he, I mean, he wasn't as shady as others, but he had some secrets in the closet, right? But I mean. Well, I think it's a combination of the insecurity, the fucking yeah. hormones. And deep down, if we were just smart enough to see, we know it's not right. No. Again, which is why we're pointing out the age difference that right I was a junior I was a junior in high school I was not in my 30s do we know how old Hannah is let's see she was born in 91 I did her birth chart so um she was born August 12th 1991 so she's like in her 30s right she's almost 30 right Mm -hmm. she's old enough to know yeah, that's, that's, I can't. I can't, um, like, you, you can't be like. Critical moment. Mm-hmm. Most recent episode, like you said, there's been a talk and there's been a talk with the three of them. Then there's yet another talk, talk between Hannah and Luke. They go. With a yell, they yell, right? That's well, the yelling. They yell, but out of that session, out of that yelling session comes out, they had a conversation during mm-hmm. quarantine a couple months ago or whatever, but they remember it completely differently. Luke remembers specifically them saying, Hey, we're not anything romantic. Like we're such great friends. And Hannah remembers them saying, uh, what are we? Well, we don't have to put a label on it if you don't want to, but we know we're special to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember this part. So I'm glad that you're reminding me. Which, I mean, who to believe? But I'm sure a little bit both of them are remembering what they want to remember. But in essence, Hannah, these past few months, has walked away thinking like, oh, we're special. He just doesn't want to say boyfriend, girlfriend. But we, we are, I don't know about together, but when we, when we see each other in the house, we're going to be together because he's confirmed like we're special. We're the one for each other. And Luke is just yeah. living his life like, dude, I... I told Hannah in not so many words, we're great friends and that's it. And let's go live our lives. Let's go date, fuck whoever we want, whatever. So then they show up to the house and this, this is great TV. <laughs> it is, but uh, okay. So what was your gut instinct when you, since you were sober watching this? <laughs> Who, in your opinion, and I'm gonna go back and watch this one, because I don't remember this part, who seemed the more believable? In true Gemini fashion, I don't don't know who to believe right now. I need next week. And I don't think Hannah, again, if she really wants to make her point and use her Mm -hmm. smarts, like she's saying, let your smarts overcome your emotion right now, Hannah. I think she has to go in on this conversation a little more. She got so upset that she left the conversation. I think she's got to push him a little harder. Like what exactly did we talk about? Like what was said? Cause you know, Luke, I'm sure he's massaging it a little bit. He would love for that conversation to have been, 
him telling Hannah, girl, we are just friends. We're great friends. I'll always love you. I love you so much. But it's friendship. He would love for it to have been that, but he didn't straight say that. Okay. So I'm going to, so I'm going to go a slightly different direction. Mm-hmm. Because something I remember from the episode and tell me if I'm off base. Yes, it's an uncomfortable ass situation and I get that. But as much as Hannah was doing that, like really like, like obvious, like, hey girl, like, you know, um, getting close to Ciara to like get information and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I also feel though, a lot of Luke's posturing that episode was he looked like genuinely he didn't look like fuck Hannah's gonna ruin things with CR like solely like that didn't seem to be his primary concern I would argue that I feel like he wanted to not have to clarify anything with either one because he wanted to hold on to the chemistry with Hannah, but he also wanted to carry on with Yeah, I think- And he looked really uncomfortable because of that. To see them talking and to getting along, he's like, fuck. He knew that it was gonna, like, he was gonna get blown up his spot. You're right. I think he actually, I forget if he says something or kind of talks about it in the interview. Um, shit. What does he say? Oh, darn. We'll have to go back and watch again. Yeah. More fun during pandemic. I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Not much. We must research. We must be the best reporters we can. Do you kind of understand what it didn't seem like, oh, get Hannah away from her Ciara solely because no, no. I don't want Hannah to ruin it. It was both like, he wants to live in his truth might be that whatever him and Hannah had this talk, but he's still, I do believe he has feelings for Hannah. I do. I do. Yes, but with and his he does common- not want her to get over him, but he also does not want Ciara to get over him. Hands down. Do Hands down, both. which is why um, the whole almost year of lockdown, he caught, he, FaceTimes with Hannah every day, text mm-hmm. her good night every night. Hands down, he still wants her around. Mm-hmm. Back to his quote of Hannah's beautiful on the inside, but Sierra's beautiful on the inside, outside. Again, Which Luke's quote crazy. not anything. Like, right. Hannah's but also wants, pretty on the outside. Exactly. As well. He wants them both. He just wants them in his own way. Like, oh, I still want Hannah around so I can see what's going to happen with Sierra. And if that doesn't work out, Maybe I can go back to Hannah. I think this is a life. I was going to say. Again, or, of a yes, gorgeous, yes. gorgeous fuck boy who has succeeded in life, you know, doing this. Which, let me also say, hey, if you're not wanting to put a ring on it and you want to date and go have fun and fuck around freely, mm-hmm. I am totally in support of that. Be free. Yes. But don't. Don't 
fuck with either women or men or, or they, whatever your preference is, don't fuck with them in the meantime. Go live your life. 100% transparency up front. Yeah. yeah. Up front, just be like, I just want you to know I have interest in you, but I, I can't envision myself being mon- like right now being monogamous to anyone. So yeah. if you are okay or if you're okay right now, but then at some point you want to set a boundary, I understand, but I'm also letting you know, like, this is like what it's going to be. First, Which I think, I think Luke thinks that he did, did that. Mm-hmm. Whereas we all know, and guess what? Deep down, he knows too. He kind of did that just in case he needed a receipt to say, I no, did no, this. No, I, I said this. It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But he kind of barely said it just so, especially on camera and on TV, it could be out there. No, no, no. I'm, I made it's it. It's open for, not- it's open for interpretation in that way. But what about this? Not giving him a benefit of the doubt, but that okay. quote that you've, you've um, illuminated the thing about, um, Hannah's a beautiful person on the inside, but uh, Ciara's beautiful on the inside and the outside. Also, in a way, I kind of read it as Luke saying, Ciara is somebody I want to get out of the way. Mm. But I feel like he thinks by that statement, what he was really trying to illustrate is that Hannah's the kind of girl you end up settling down with. And so I kind of feel like in his Luke way, he might be saying, and it's, so in my opinion, maybe it's actually the dig is on Sierra. It's like, this is dope right now. This is arm candy and she's cool Mm -hmm. as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. But- I think in a way, and maybe this is still the programming of some of the the sketchy guys I used to date and they're like fucking like rhyme and reason for being fuckboys. But like part of me like was like, oh, I, I think he thinks he's being noble in a weird, weird oh. way. Yeah. Like he feels like he is a sensitive artist. Um, his body is also his instrument, you know, as a model. So <laughs> like, you know, I, I just, and what an instrument I feel like he is. is um, it's, I would mm. play his instrument. If I was single. I would play, Dude. I would have an, a consensual non-monogamous relationship with that. Amen. Guy. We're not married and he shuts the fuck up. Uh, for just lock the door for days we're staying I wouldn't I personally wouldn't want to um be committed to him because I don't think intellectually he could keep up with me to and I am snobby in that way if you can't either keep up with me intellectually or at least like challenge challenge my my curiosity and my brain then we don't have long-term potential. Um, I need consistent 
like I need stimuli. Yeah, yeah, like I'm. And he yeah. also needs to put the guitar down. I hate. <laughs> I love. I love music. Yep. I feel very uncomfortable with people singing to me. And I don't like people on TV singing. I just. Oh my gosh. It's, Imagine it's very triggering. worst nightmare situation. Luke, you're sitting in bed. Luke sits on the corner of the bed and plays a guitar and sings a song. And it's just the two of you in a room. Um, so. <laughs> so this happened to me. The- this, no, no. I'm t- a d- how uncomfortable oh my okay. gosh somebody did sweetest, that to you sweetest person had a crush on me I guess for a really long time um I didn't like him Aww. in that way but I just he, he got skinny and he was cute he was skinny even when he was bigger like just such a like cute guy and I was drunk this one night in San Mateo at a Moon McShane's. Moons. Oh. And remember it moved locations? It used to be in Burlingame, off Burlingame Avenue. And growing up, like me, Dennis, and Nathan, and people, we would, every time we'd walk by it, we'd yell, Moons. Yeah, was it was. It, was it by the, what was that one on the end of the that? Tolls, Tolls was on the corner, the restaurant Tolls that was like a fountain, like a, like old school, like it had it used to have a Coca Cola uh, ads when there was actually cocaine and Coca Cola. Like, yeah, like it was an old school fountain, kind of yeah. like a St. Francis fountain on 24th Street up here in San Francisco. Like very old oldies. Like you got a cheeseburger and a a malted, you know, kind of thing. So that was on the corner of Burlingame Avenue and Prim. And so if you went around the corner towards the Safeway and the banks and, and, and shit like that, um, was, was the original moons. And then they closed and they moved to B street in downtown San Mateo. Yeah. By the movie theater. I think it it's, they took the spot that used to be the strip club. Remember there was that like ah. random strip club like on B Street in San Mateo where every time I'd walk across from the RED store, which yeah. is no longer there too. Yeah. But like, I still, San Mateo where we're from is interesting because it's a very, if you know the culture, it's very, in some ways, it's like, it's like uh, the burbs. Like it's very like picket, fe- like everyone there aspires to be, the white picket fence type of stuff. And there is a lot of affluence and mm-hmm. where people trying to act like they're affluent, but that's a story for another day. But very, very like, very like Americana kind of sleepy, but not totally uncool. Cause we're close enough to San Francisco and we're in Silicon and then it became Silicon, you know? Yeah, yeah. Napster was in San Mateo, you know, whatever. So um, two things, which saying that to say in the downtown San Mateo area, which is very like family oriented, 
um like Stacey said there is now also like a, there's a huge like multiplex like the like movie theater and a lot of like nice like restaurants growing up there used to be a strip club on b street which was weird and then of course there was the infamous palm theater more outskirty but um near like a major bar uh fucking what's the bar that was there um not yuppies not yuppies but um um fuck i will used to live across from it uh they they changed the name recently someone it got fuck bucky's 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 so on the same street as bucky's which is off of B Street, but it's kind of more in the cut. Was a an speaking of there was an adult movie theater. It kind of just random spot, like I said, called the Palm Theater. And like I don't know. I do you ever think about do you ever think about the strip club downtown and the <laughs> adult movie theater, the random and how it was like out in the open, especially and the nobody, one on D- It didn't no bother anybody. No. No. no one said anything. It just seemed very not on trend for San Mateo. You know, okay. like. Did the person playing the guitar for you at the foot of the bed with just the two of you in the room have any association with this palm theater oh how did we, we get here no oh we got there because we were at moon mcshane moon oh, McShane. <laughs> sorry man i just i just my brain just went places but okay let me let me roll back so this person we're hanging out at moon mcshane's and he's like do you want to go back to my apartment because he at the time he lived with an old super good friend of mine from high school, this guy, John. And I said, you know, I'd love to see John, blah, blah, blah. So I actually, I went and then we ended up in his room and he's like, can I sing you a song? And I should have said no. Oh my. And it's just me and him. No. I'd already talked to my friend John in the kitchen and then we, takes out his guitar, the acoustic guitar even. And he, they have a very like nice voice, but it's very whiny and it was intense. And he sings me the song and I didn't know where to look. And I was like, truly, um, truly. So to make him stop, I shit you not. I grab his hand, move the guitar out, and I, I hit him. I engage us into a makeout session so he wouldn't sing to me. <laughs> just, just making out. Oh my God. But, Bless his heart. And I yeah. mean, this guy was putting himself out there. Yeah, like I said, sweet, there is nothing, nothing wrong. He's a great person. But you've got to know your audience. And I am not his audience. And that is why. Caduce to him for trying. Caduce. Caduce to him. Um, <laughs> I, I genuinely, I, I'm not, you know, hating on him. I, 
I, I am not built for romantic gestures no. as such. So, oh gosh. Yeah. So Luke, you're hot, but don't sing to me. I don't, I don't want to sing. I don't want you to sing to me at the moral, all. The moral of the moral story, story is... don't, don't sing to Lauren. It won't, it will, it. And then I felt bad because I made out with him and I made, I started the make out. Yep. We did not go all the way, but, but then I had to, and I, I was honest with it. I had to have the conversation so we made out that, you know, I don't want anything to, but I was honest about it. Yep. Like I was like, yeah. I just, I don't think that just we're so we matched know. that way. Yeah. But I, I, that was twenties. Like that was twenties. Some, yeah. sometime I was dipping and doing at that time. Yeah, it was yeah. after I had ended some long-term ongoing relationships and then I started, you know, whoring out and I loved it. And I just didn't want to stop hoeing. And I didn't want Aww. him to like think I liked him. And I definitely didn't want to sleep with him. So you were honest. Yes. At least I'm I was looking, honest though. I'm looking to see how old Luke is. He's 37. He's way too old to like Holy fucking. Shit. Dude, I mean, that's is, way too... He's too, like my brother's age. Yeesh. Oh, Luke. I mean, Luke, you... Luke, you only have a few more years before you're 40, so, like, you have to kind of... And if you I mean, want to be a lifelong bachelor, do it. Just grow up a little bit and just be... You don't have to be a dick about it, but... Listen, some women might fly off the handle, but at least you're being honest. Like, hey, I'm just looking right. for fun. Right. So be it. So but, be it. But going back to Hannah's post, Stacey. Oh, Hannah. Let's see. I don't, I personally don't agree with her um, evaluation of the situation. Do you right. or do you not? I mean, no. she put a lot of name, like there was a lot of words, buzzwords, like the gas, gaslighting. Yes. Okay. We'll give her a little, there's some gas. I guess there's some gaslighting in a sense. Right. I think this part, this happens at an alarming rate to women. Hannah, you were a part of this too. I agree. Luke did a lot of stuff to you. Yeah. But you also had a part in it. So that's the part where, hey, I will support women till, till the end of time. I feel the same uh, way. Like, I don't want to be like, wow, I'm like siding with a man over a woman, but I have eyes. And I, like I said, unless there is information and who knows it is reality television by the end of the season, it could be illuminated yeah. that they did have sex with one another. And but I would think that Hannah would be more forthcoming if that had in fact happened. Yeah. I think they've said even recently, like something good thing we've never slept together or something. 
Um, but you know, those shady editors can be so tricky and fantastic. Yes. Maybe something yes. will come out. And I, I, again, totally support Hannah. And I also have, oh, emp- no. I have empathy for women or just people like you can't help who you fall for. And, um, and I, I want to have empathy for that. I want to try to lead with that empathy, but um, I do feel that if there isn't an actual, like, like real, real strong sexual or intimate history, there's emotional intimacy as what's presented and minimal physical intimacy so far. But if she was my friend, and I think you know this to be true, I would have probably by now had an honest conversation as her friend and asked her, I need you to explain this this level of well, of like obsessive like um, feelings towards him because the amount that it, is this about him or is this about you as somebody who like something's not I feel pretty smart usually I don't understand her her obsession so not her. to that. I would say level of eloquence, but mm-hmm. her two girlfriends on the show, even way back when last season before um, COVID and everything had a couple sessions with her like this. Where so, they were like, girl, see, I don't yes, remember that. Yes. So yet another reason to, Hey, once they separated and we all had to lock down Hannah, really, you've got to see this. Cause your friends have been talking to you all along, even I don't know when they've gotten in the house now. Well, they might, they might be burned out by talking to her about this now, but she did have girlfriends, you know, being that outside perspective and voice of reason. But listen, Hannah's on, uh, what's the other show? Uh, The uh, chat chat room. room. Yeah. You know, they just do what we're doing. Talk goss about shows. And she has a boyfriend who I think she lives with now. So, Listen, love and light, health and happiness. Love and light. I love this. <laughs> love, love and light. Like, I love this journey for her. I love this for her. I'm Lars. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, maybe things will become, I think like for me, like the way my brain works is I'm so like, uh, yes, causation doesn't, you know, Causation and correlation aren't always like, you know, in in tandem, but my mind is so rationally, like for the most part, I'm a double Taurus. So my brain is very just like, this does not make sense. And Mm -hmm. over, like, I keep just like bouncing into a brick wall because I'm like, I I'm able to read people pretty well, but like Lindsay makes more sense to me despite my, yeah, my disdain for her vibe. Like that is not somebody who I think is a great hang. I know that I would get drunk and fist fight her. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like even in my old her dead in the face. Oh, no, 40 year old Lauren. Yeah. Would go to that summer house, get shit canned. And I would knock that bitch into the next town. She would be in Bridgehampton or wherever, like uh, Massapequa. I don't know. She'd but I would dog. just, I'd be like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like you're so caustic. And I would be caustic at the time, but whatever. So far, Mm -hmm. the only explanation we really have. Yeah. So we really don't have anything concrete. No. Is that while Hannah is a smart, gorgeous woman. Wonderful. She has been digmatized for way too long for anyone to be under the spell of the dick without anything happening. Someone ejaculate, uh, to quote her, I'm not just being myself. Someone who's ejaculated in your mouth twice does not a relationship make. I mean, boom. I'm not going to get into specifics soberly, but I've done a lot worse. Once in an alley. <laughs> Had to have and your let me back to you. No, I'm talking about pretty Ricky night. There's been so many alleys for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did it for us. I, I, yeah. uh, I did that for us. Um, Thank in you. my mind, in my mind. Uh, Absolutely. Listen, I, I did things in my single life. And I didn't walk away from that situation being like, got myself an Excelsior boyfriend now. Yeah. Oh, I was like, I think we said, bye, we're going home now after some stuff. So, yeah. and then a couple of months later, I was on the same plane as him to Phoenix, Arizona. There's nothing like getting a text message being like, pretty Ricky just stepped on my plane. I'm going to, weren't you going to spring training? Or something, um, your dad or your mom? No, probably or to a U of A, a kind of. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was trippy. I I hope he is well with his big, long, coke yeah. nail. Hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you know, Hannah, you're old enough to know that same thing that I said. Like, like she like tried to punctuate that information like it was a receipt something yeah and dudes will come on anything (laughs) dudes come on themselves dudes come in socks dudes penetrate yeah orifices like I don't think that saying that you sucked his dick twice is like proof of some like deep connection with somebody. I mean, I know he like makes art, you know, makes jewelry, but I don't know. I just, it, it actually came off as seeming desperate again on her. I know. And and then you just want to shake her and be like, you know what she should do? She should be verb about it. She should be my old self. My favorite thing to do when I was single was to ignore the fuck out of you. I liked you a lot, whoever you were. I liked you probably as much as you liked me. 
But like I said, it was never my intent to let you know how much I liked you. Never. It scared me. So I would rather ghost on you and make you insane, like, turn it on you. I bet if Hannah just would chill the fuck out. I think from the beginning, she played it. She is used to being the cool girl. You can tell. Like, mm-hmm. again, I can, I can, I can relate to it. Like, likes hanging out with guys, gets along with dudes, all that stuff. But she let her hand, like she had hand, like you were letting the the listeners know when they first started vibing, she had upper hand, but then she gave him hand. What she should do now is she should just like be so calm, cool, and collected. Be like, you know what? I would doubt my bad. It won't happen again. I really mean that. And act like almost like, like, don't act like he's invisible, but like give him nothing. Like if he flirts with you, don't answer. Like text you, flirtatious stuff, don't answer. Exactly, but she's still letting herself be digmatized. Right. Absolutely. So switch it up, take the power back. And A, I would predict that if she like showed him, I'm not playing with you. You know that I had feelings for you. Okay, you said what you said. You said what you said said Ooh. what I said so I'm gonna take you and she's a Leo her but she has a Libra rising she has a lot of Virgo in her chart so she should be smarter than this but Leos are very like me 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 so I kind of get it mm. but she should just be like I understand now you t- thank you so much for your honesty and really giving me that feedback. You don't have to worry about signals being crossed anymore. We are just friends and we'll be polite. Ciara is a great gal, like blah, 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 blah. And then I believe, and he's a Capricorn. He'll be like, wait, what? Wait, I, I can't string wait, you along anymore, but what? I need you. I want you. And if he does love her insides, meaning Hannah, so much. I bet that'll be like, I miss, I miss our like intellectual engagement, like banter, my tennis, you know, I like how they like are not physical, like romantically, but like, I like how they play uh, tennis together Mm -hmm. all the time. Like someone who used to play tennis myself, like, you know, and she's really good. So, and she, I like that whole kind of like, see, I can kick your ass in something. You might be all like, whatever. She's at her best when she's in her point of power, as most of us are. When she is hormonally insane, when she is the worst part of our gender, like all the stereotypes of what our gender is allegedly, but I don't. I don't think it's it's intrinsically all women are X, but she is on television 
going into the worst stereotypes of our gender. And I want to see her take the power back and have like what she said in her, her Instagram post. I want to see that translate to Hannah on screen. And it's the Hannah I see on, um, what's, what's it? Chat room? Yeah. Chat room, yeah. Yeah, where she's bubbly, she's honest, she's talking it to people, like she's opinionated, she's in her point of power and you love to see it. On her own show right now though, she looks, she's like, (laughs) I also hate clowns and I hate the circus. So like, she's like big top Hannah burner we need you to get it together we like you a lot we like you yeah we believe you can be the woman that you envision we know you are and you're a successful person you're like have a podcast and she's a producer of others like you're accomplished you're educated big yourself up hannah i bet luke will come running i so prediction to kind of like close this, we're gonna talk about one more thing real quickly and then we'll close the pod, but to close the Hannah and Luke chapter. chapter, yeah. Make a bold prediction. What are we gonna see transpire? Like, where do you think Luke and Hannah will be by the end of the season in your opinion? I think they'll be cool. Mm -hmm. I think, Unfor- we're going to go through some messiness. There's going to be some ignoring, I feel like. Ignoring. Oh. There might be a little bit more back and forth. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think Luke is really playing the hurt victim guy right now, right? Like, but I And he's also you. trying to keep the, the shit with Ciara going. It, that's why he's playing right. the hurt guy. But I told her I'm a good guy. I told her I was straight up, which may or may not, whatever. I, I told him I'm not a complete fucking psychopath that won't knock his head off. Like <laughs> I can say whatever I want to say. It doesn't mean yeah. it's true. Now I think a good something to look out for is yeah. Ciara, she seems to be a pretty intelligent observer of all of this. Is she going to Stand also get it. digmatized by Luke and fall under his spell or is she going to recognize kind of these shenanigans and his sort of free flowing ways again, which if he wants to be out there free flowing and fucking support it, just be transparent about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, I think she's seeing it. I think she'll make a smart decision, but it'll be really interesting to see if she falls under his spell. And I think by the end, him and Hannah will just be all right. I don't think they'll ever be as good of friends as they were. Or, okay. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I think, I'm not saying that uh, it's her fault because as we established, like he's complicit in their dynamic by all means, right? But I think sincerely um, this week's episode was, was um, in say you're like reading like War and Peace, which is so big of a book like it's one of the longest fucking novels ever I think Thursday's episode is Luke attempting to read War and Peace and he's like 
15 pages in and he's like, I can't do this anymore. And he closes <laughs> the book and he returns it to the library. I, I do think that um, everybody likes, especially men because of their inflated egos, men like women fighting over them. But like I said, it's unfortunate because I'm not saying that this is how she is with every, like, we don't know. We only know Hannah from this show, basically. But I think like, if I was, I hate to say it, but if I was a, if I was Luke and those successions of emotional conversations on top of just all the the Ross and Rachel, are they, or are they, you know, kind of thing. I think I, I think I would hit, I think Thursday would be my limit where yeah. I'm like, I got to cut bait. Girl I is, Hannah, I'm I, I don't want to be in control of her. I don't want to be in control of someone's emotions like this. I think and, she might try one or two more times to have mm -hmm. one of these talks and then, yeah. And then Game I think over. that's it. And I think, I, like you're saying, we agree on eventually, I think they'll be cool, but. Yeah, the last episode, there'll be a montage of their their past camaraderie. And then they'll have like a moment of like, cheers to you, another like summer, right? At in one, the city. At one of the then... ends of the season, it was mm -hmm. cute. They had a funeral for the end of summer so they all dressed in black and like they all said um it might have been their favorite thing from summer and they like put summer to rest it was really cute oh so i think God. hannah and luke definitely maybe they'll have a funeral for hannah and luke. their non-relationship yes so i think like i think they're um so now the question is will casting like switch it like I just like how much they might have to switch up the cast again don't you think like it's like the story <laughs> going back to Lindsay real quickly Lin this guy that Lindsay broke up with yeah the other day I don't get it first of all I don't believe she knowing that she was with um what's his face Clark or the all the all the past like Carl sorry like that guy is she was not really into that guy and it was funny that Lindsay was trying to like pretend that she was so into him and she was so yeah annoyed that he was always working because I don't believe that either he had a great dick but when was he using it? Like he did appear to be working from like about an hour after they woke up in the morning yeah. after a quick question, like quick conversation at the breakfast in the kitchen. And then he was like always in this room. The, when have you ever made me a sandwich? I mean, what? That was a great line. When have you ever made me a sandwich? So make me bad. a fucking sandwich. So but but I just like I wonder, like also it'll be interesting to see if their um viewership is was is good after this cycle because of co like it's I don't know yeah. why, but it feels different than like the housewives that have had 
COVID on right, their show. Right, because the whole show. premise is they spend a whole week away from each other while they're working mm-hmm. in the city. And then when they meet up on the weekends, there's been that It's distance. like a raging and you have, usually you'll have people from the, you'll come party or they're at the bar and P.S. Kyle, we, you're lucky we didn't get into you because I hate you. And love, <laughs> lover boy is the lamest name for a fucking hard, it's that hard seltzer, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, sparkling hard tea. Wait, it's not even, <laughs> Carl, fuck lover boy. <sighs> embarrassed, you should be embarrassed. You, you are embarrassing. For a, for a multi for a multitude of reasons i'm just i that is consistent i i do I mean, not care for kyle the show all these shows are multi-dimensional they're parts of them are no actually, kyle has one dimension no fuck but you the, the show she has one dimension <laughs> it's like i hate you but this shows all all together are part fun and then mm-hmm. part fun Dumb. yeah part, part fun to make fun of and dramatic. That's what I'm getting yeah. At. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. Kyle part. That's the part. Well, we've got to make fun of a lot. We just have to. But oh, wait. some of it's fun. Hold on. I need to do a gook. Is Lover Boy like you know how some things are never really Lover Boy hard iced tea? Oh my god. Lover Boy sparkling hard tea. Cause I don't know about you. When I go to a bar or when I go to a house party, I say to myself, you know what would be great right now? <laughs> a and fucking al- alcoholic iced tea. I would like my Snapple to get me hammered. Spiked. Um, Never. A, at a very reasonable 4.2 ABV, Liverboy is an excellent candidate for responsible drinking. Not at 11.90 for how many? Loverboy spark. Why this drink matters and the rapidly growing celebrity that's being um, that's being generous. I wouldn't call Kyle and Carl celebrities in the rapidly growing celebrity endorsed spirits market. It seems like every day a new famous tequila baby is born. (laughs) Kendall Jenner. Oh, Uh, we can't even know that. Can't even. uh, We're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to be way too long. We're going to end of the road for Kim and Kanye in a second. But Loverboy, ba 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 Let's see. I want to go to their website. Loverboy. Please do. Okay, so it's a real, the good news is it is a real thing. Good news, bad news. I've never, oh, and they also now have Loverboy spritz. Stacey, I'll have you know. Well, it's because his fiance uh, is the graphic designer who doesn't want to work for him. Yes, the bitch is is part is his partner now too, which is what he wanted. Quit your job, like he lit such a dude. Quit your job and do work for me, kind of free for a while. Fucking dumb. Oh, I fuck. can't wait. I can't Ugh. wait for you to go back to season one. Okay, you, so you need you need to marathon this shit. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get <laughs> super I'm gonna get super stoned after we get off and 
I know what my I also want to watch though the Muppet show is now on Disney Plus though. Can I get some pricing? Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need your thoughts yeah. on the work. No, no, first. no, no, I'm gonna watch it, but I also I'm trying to find a like a price. Okay, yeah. Let me pretend like I wanna find now. I don't wanna find it. I just wanna know how much it costs. Like, hey. Do they sell a, it physically in stores? Let's see, San Francisco, California. No locations found near you, but we'd love to change that. No, we oh my wouldn't. Gosh. Try New York. Oh, good call. Good call. Okay. Um, what you right, doing, um, lover boy? I mean, who the fuck? Fine now. So we're going to say... Um, New York City. New York City. Okay. Yes, you can get it. Um, in oh, like you can get it. yeah, it's New York. They're out there. They in out the you. Yeah, mm. like in a Whole Foods and also in bars. Huh. Okay, but I still need to know how much it is to drink a white tea peach lover boy. Let me see. White tea peach lover boy. Oh no, I I just felt myself getting a little bit interested when you said white peach tea. I know because I imagine us in the snapple. sunshine in, yes. in New in wherever is New. warm and at a pool. Uh oh. I might okay. be interested. Uh oh. Jesus. I'm scared. How much is it. it for this shit? Yes, yeah, so it looked like it comes in like a look. So six pack is twelve ninety nine. All right. That's so funny. This total wine thing I clicked on. We could not find this item at Daily City, California, but we found it in Bee Cave, Texas. Well, that's great. I am not fucking getting it. Oh my gosh, Lover Boys in Texas. You know those. I'm done. Those red states. Let's see. White peach, the only thing why I'm intrigued is because Snapple peach is like, I think the best Snapple. But that's neither here nor there. Anyways, Hannah, Luke, we wish you so much love on your journey of not being together. Hope we find out either some more information to solidify your emotional state, Hannah. Don't want you to think that we're being anti-woman by criticizing your behavior. We're actually trying to be your friend and we want you to look your best because you're cool. You're cool, Hannah. You're cooler than Luke, to be very honest. So mm -hmm. we will definitely keep tuning in and I'm going to go keep going backwards and we'll figure it out. But before we end today, we had to discuss um the most shocking the most shocking listen to my voice it was so incredibly shocking um Stacey, kim and kanye are getting a divorce oh no are what? you as shocked as i am 
Oh my gosh, I'm so interested and surprised. I can't believe it. They have so many children <laughs> together and he made her the hologram of her father, which was absolutely frightening. Um, no, but sincerely, Kim and Kanye. Um, can't say that I'm surprised. I am not shocked. Uh, I'm actually shocked it didn't happen sooner. Yeah. Uh, I do not believe that they have been truly together for like a number of years. I feel like there's some contractual understanding. I think she didn't, she didn't want to look like she didn't want to be judged like after the the Humphreys thing. She didn't want to be the butt of the jokes. Like if things had ended, like say, <clears throat> excuse me. I believe probably when he started wigging out during the Yeezus tour, I have a feeling that was probably really the beginning of the end. I kind of believe his um, free, when he's manic, his form texting that he always deletes I think that her he said her mom uh, Chris Jong-un um, that they destroy black families <laughs> they do um, I think that I think that he didn't you know the Larsa Pimpin thing like how Larsa and Kim and all of them are no longer friends. I believe it's because if you're familiar because of the tabloids, like how Larsa has been getting down since she broke up with Scottie Pippen, like I think Kim's been hoeing for a number of years. What do you think? Oh, I have not considered that. I agree that I don't think they've been together for a couple years. Yeah. Like, um, and that he helped her like he's like fine I I won't like we won't we won't be public about it because you like maybe they literally maybe Chris had them literally sign a contract saying you have to at least stay together x amount of years I'm sure because that's a Chris Jenner thing to do I'm sure and LA is all about contracts like that. Right. But um, um I I why do I not think Kim would actually bring herself to do it? I think maybe emotionally or mentally flirting or entertaining folks, but I don't know if she actually did the deed. Oh, I totally think she's fucking <laughs> Ann Jones. I'm gonna say allegedly just in case. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think what we're going to see her next act, so to speak, is um, she's going to go from pop icon into political realm. Oh, my gosh. Lord, please, please help I, us. I don't like and maybe in a way like Kanye's like bullshit, like running for president thing actually annoyed her because she's like you're mocking something that I'm plotting and planning 
on evolving into. Maybe he did it to Spider because he knew of her and Van Jones allegedly, yeah. like maybe having some chemistry or energy or or something. But I definitely think we're gonna start seeing her date not like um, rappers and athletes. I think we're gonna see a like like power powerful like politically minded like actual like dude maybe van jones again he's he's gone he's got allegedly he's he's divorced um i it'll be very also interesting to see how this plays out and i'm sure the custody the question is is like is he like he's in wyoming all the time right yeah, I so, can see her more staying at home and he loves his children dearly and visits frequently, but he's more of the need. I don't know. I'm getting to go create. I'm going, I'm feeling a Tom Cruise vibe. And I could see him like disappearing from his life for a really long time. And holing up in studios for like months and months. Yeah. It's going to be, I, I, I'm intrigued how it will play out. Um, I, I'd I wonder. Good old style Kanye music. That's what I was going to say. I just hope yeah, that maybe, we have I hope that maybe because some of Kanye's best work is after breakups, especially the, my dark twisted fantasy album where he broke up with Amber, but then he was secretly pining for him. So I hope we get him back to his roots because um, I could use some old Kanye like and not feel like a way. I hope he gets out of his polarity issues, you know, and gets like kind of date like a solid, like maybe like sincerely, maybe like being like under her microscope like her world like maybe it was really just like so unpleasant he felt he's a gemini maybe he felt like he had to like while all the way out to like shake her off him like i need to get out of this and i don't know how like another like i don't know how because there's so you're not just dating her or marrying her you're like marrying her whole family that's exactly, you know, like you like said, that. he was, he crushed on her for so long before Dead. they were actually together. And it was pretty public. Yeah. And being with Kim, I honestly, she seems like a fun chick. I guess. Really? Does she? she uh, you before, would the, fun? before the kids. Does she drink? No. Yes. A little bit. I don't know. I mean, kind of that lifestyle like they both like going to parties they both like going to events you know similar interests they're out and about that's where when they first hooked up before they love attention they they have fun together i should say more specific similar aspirations for how much attention people should pay them they're both air signs but the minute you introduce the fucking mom the sisters the production, the managers, 
he's got his own entourage and and, and everyone and- started like you know when they hooked up like he lost a lot of like Beyonce didn't like her and right right and that kind of fucked up his bag if you think about it like and do you think there's any room I mean genuine room for mental or emotional distress or disorders in that family look at the poor brother Oh, Fat Rob. Yeah, he's got some shit going. I think he has a drug problem. I think I think that's part of it. I think that's why he's I've, been... Yeah, I just have the feeling if you have a mental disorder, emotional, substance mm-hmm. abuse issues, the family preaches that they're all about love and connectedness and family, but the minute you have something An real ish- like that... Um, and and that's truly detrimental to any part of your being. I think that family is done with you. And they'll put you put it like Lamar's problems are Lamar's problems, but like then turning him into like a multi like season like like ex- exploration of his shitty problems. And then I don't know what Tristan Thompson's end game is, but you going back and agreeing to like admit your wrongdoings on camera. I hope you're getting paid well, son, because you're not that good of a (laughs) basketball player. It's unfortunate you play for my East coast team, the Celtics now, because you don't deserve to wear that storied franchises like Jersey, like sincerely. So I, I don't, I don't know if it was like, again, COVID decision or, or whatever. Cause obviously you have a kid, but you also have a kid with someone else that you hold on. Contract to decision. Yeah, I just, Tristan, love and light, but <laughs> love and light to them all. But we just wanted to touch upon the end of the road for Kim and Kanye. Um, I'm sure she's going to be the first one to give like a exclusive interview to something. And we will definitely be watching. Maybe he will start using Twitter again and just vomit all his feelings out. But, you know, you have beautiful children. And, uh, and so be it. <laughs> may you be narcissists in peace. 100%. Amen. Well, Stacey, thank you so much, as what always. What a glorious morning. It was, and now it's 104, so it's time to get stoned. And you are lovely. Um, please give our mutual friends that you're going to see later my love. Hit Mike up. Like I said, he'll be down the street. Maybe he needs a, he, maybe he needs a little um, time out. And I love you. And please love tell you. your gorgeous husband. I say, hey. And next time he needs to come talk. We're, we're working, <laughs> we're working on him. Have a we're lovely day, my friend. Love you. Love your love you. Send my love to Mike and everyone too. I will. I bid you adieu. I do. Goodbye, my dear. Bye. Dear.